You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter. Uh, I, interesting uh, uh, two phone calls I got today. Oh, one uh, was from a, a good friend of mine who was scheduled to be a guest, and he backed out. And uh, I said, you know, why are you backing out? You have a lot of interesting things to say. You have a lot of knowledge about certain things. And he said, well, I'm in an area, in a field where I have a lot of clients. And some of these clients are, are quite wealthy, and they're, you know, politically correct. And uh, coming on your show is uh, could endanger my relationship with some of these clients. I said, well, how about anonymously? He said, no, I, I just, I'll think about it. So uh, we'll see. He might appear in a few weeks. He might not. And the second one I got actually was an email from a good friend of mine. And it was the greatest uh, baseball play ever. I said, well, that's interesting. And, of course, what showed up on the uh, Internet was Rick Monday, in 19, April in 1976, when Rick Monday ran on the field when these two young Young folks were attempting to set the American flag on fire in the middle of the baseball field, and he ran out and grabbed the flag before it could be set on fire. And I was kind of wondering about that. Uh, obviously, young folks are ones who do. I mean, young folks are suckers. They always are. I mean, any utopian scheme, any nonsense, you always rely on the young. They're cannon fodder for wars, and they're also cannon fodder for utopian schemes, they're easy to manipulate uh, because they want to be part of something great. So obviously, you'll see the young folks, or Antifa, young folks, the rioters for Black Lives Matter, young folks, the, uh, uh, the uh, Cultural Revolution, Communist China, young folks. Uh, Paul, Pond, Paul Pot in Cambodia used 14 and 15 rolls to kill their fellow citizens, all in the name of a great future. So we always, and, and the Democratic Party, my goodness, they want to lower the voting age to 16. The more ignorant, the better. And so, uh, I mean, who could be more ignorant than the typical 16-year-old or also more easy to manipulate about doing something great for the future, some utopian scheme in the future but, but that the left comes up with. And, that, and the left have been coming up with utopian schemes on a regular basis. Most recently, of course, the French Revolution uh, uh, and then the left of Nazi Germany. Yes, 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 yes. People say the Nazis are right wing. They were not right wing. They were socialists. National Socialist Party. They were a competing socialist group to the International Socialist Party, which are the communists. So, uh, I mean, economically, they were extreme left wing. And, you, and, and with utopian schemes, conservatives never have utopian schemes. They always kind of look like the way it is. And sometimes maybe stand a little bit too firmly for the status quo, but they, the utopian schemes is not a part of the conservative idea. Uh, status quo might be for some elements of the conservative movement, but it's not uh, not utopian. And, and Nazis were, were, of course, just a competing utopian left-wing scheme. But anyway, uh, getting off track a little bit, go back to this Rick, what Rick Monday did in 19... 19- 76. And of course, uh, what eventually happened was a, uh, a, a full house. And after some silence, when people realized what had happened, the spontaneously the crowd saying, God bless America. 
Would that happen today? I highly doubt it. I mean, today we have the baseball in the name of the commissioner being politically correct and taking a partisan political position in favor of the Democrats because that's a respectable position and taking the All-Star game out of Georgia, thereby hurting uh, uh, the economy of Georgia, a city, by the way, Atlanta, of course, it braves her Cobb County, out, a suburb of Atlanta, but Atlanta has, you know, 50% black population plus, and it has many of the vendors and many of the people who work at the stadium are African Americans, or black Americans, like I prefer to call them. Um, and, but I made any difference. So let's, let's go to a city, Denver, which is uh, 9% black. And, uh, and, and let's use lies from, from President Biden about the Georgia election laws, which, which are certainly <laughs> not draconian at all. They, they're pretty standard uh, 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 protections for the, for the right to vote. I mean, I, I just don't understand why people can think that uh, minorities, Hispanics and blacks, are not smart enough to get IDs, picture IDs, or not interested enough in voting to, to take in the effort to vote without the help of uh, a bunch of white liberals. So anyway, um, uh, it, yeah, I think it's insulting, insulting to the minority community. And but that's you got lots of insults in minority community. But let's take a look at some of this absolute craziness that seems to be going on. We have open borders. And literally open borders. And the and, and not only is the Biden administration refused to enforce the law against children and against uh, women, they're now talking about not enforcing it against anybody. So if you think we have a crisis at the border now, a crisis which most of the mainstream media is not talking about, wait till the Biden administration decides not to enforce any laws on the border. And we have, if you if you listen to some of the people along the Texas border, particularly about the cartel, I mean, the drug cartels are now in total control of northern Mexico, thanks to the United States. Uh, and it's very lucrative. They have lots of money because they're trafficking in human beings, they're trafficking in drugs, and they have lots of arms uh, to protect themselves or to fight off the military police or the police in Mexico. And Mexico was clearly blamed the Biden administration, so is the president of El Salvador, but for what's going on. And uh, but even worse now is, aside from the drugs are coming across the border, is the cartel is coming across the border. They're organizing in the cities along the border. They're organizing, and the mainstream media won't talk about that. So the cartel is coming to a town near you. And they're on their way, and there's no will in the Obama in the uh, Biden administration to do anything about it. And and we got to talk about that. What's going on? We have that. We have obviously uh, this craziness of saying that uh, boys can be girls and compete against girls, and we're going to have some new regulations from the. Uh, Biden administration. Well, we already have new regulation by the administration, uh, which 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 come close to mandating that, allowing boys to claim their girls. And of course, the American people don't seem to care. You know what the heck? Uh, we're getting a check for three hundred bucks uh, while we're on unemployment. Uh, 
Biden is talking about uh, infrastructure. Oh, well, sure, most of the money he's talking about is really bribes to various uh, voting groups, Democratic voting groups, but some of it will go for infrastructure. We may actually you know, fix that road or highway uh, with some of the money. And the American people don't seem to care. So, I mean, I think that uh, one looks at the polls, and even in the Rasmussen tracking poll, Biden's popularity is increasing. And the non on the other polls, Biden's popularity is very high, 60%. Uh, approve Biden. I mean, what are they approving? Open borders? What are they approving? Boys making believe they're girls? What are they approving? Un- unlimited uh, uh, abortion license right to the time of birth? Or even after, if you take what Barack Obama said when he was a state senator and what, what the governor of Virginia said, you know, if you don't kill them in the abortion, kill them afterwards. Okay, uh, so so what? What? So what is it? Uh, centralization of all the voting in, in in the federal government. I mean, if HR one passes, which is the, <clears throat> the Voting Rights Act supported by the Democrats, pass the House. If it passes the Senate, it's over. It institutionalizes all sorts of fraud and illegal voting. And I'm not just talking about. The voting, double voting. I mean, there was a Harvard study in 2008. There was a Stanford University study in uh, 2016 or 18. And yes, there's a lot. There's fraud. There's people who go twice. People who vote in different states. Uh, uh, at least 600,000 in 2008. At least 600,000 people who are not citizens, not eligible to vote, voted in the election. Over 5 million were registered to vote, although the survey by the, I think it was Harvard, uh, indicated only 600,000 of vote. That's 2008. I'm sure now a lot more vote. But even more than that, it's the vote harvesting people who would not necessarily go to the polls, who, did, who, may, who may be eligible to vote, but are in assisted living homes. Uh, they go in and the activists help them vote and then deliver their vote. So... That kind of vote harvesting, some states it's illegal and some states it's not. Uh, then, of course, there's mail-in voting where you can go and get people who don't have time or too lazy to go to the polls, and they'll just you know sign a ballot. And that leads to both out-and-out fraud, the 100,000 votes that came from New York into Pennsylvania uh, that voted for Biden and didn't vote for any other candidate on the ticket because, obviously, those, those, those ballots were filled out in New York and therefore had no clue who was uh, running for local office in Pennsylvania. Um, and so, yeah, but it goes beyond the usual fraud. You know, the old joke in, in uh, Chicago, my uncle was voted straight Republican, never voted for a Democrat in his life, and once he died, he became a Democrat. So, uh, uh this bill, this HR one, will institutionalize that sort of stuff, and and it's over. We're in a one-party state. So what is what is what is all this nonsense? People say, "Well, this can't be happening." This is, you know, we have the cancel culture of people who lose their jobs. I mean, the the uh, the uh, uh, city manager of uh, Minneapolis suburb that's uh, subject to. Uh, 
uh, rioting. Uh, what, 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 what did he say? He said uh, that everybody's entitled to due process, and he was fired. And if you take a look at the uh, regulations that were imposed on universities on the Obama administration, which anyone accused, male, accused of uh, any sexual misconduct with a female, was virtually automatically uh, guilty. Didn't have the right to confront his accuser. Then sometimes didn't have a right to put other evidence on. The Trump administration modified those rules so that uh, parties would have due process. The, the Biden administration is now got uh, drafting regulations to go back to Obama years, and so that uh, males accused by females would not have due process rights. Uh, that's a, it's as simple as that, and that's despite the fact that. Some of these male students who were punished, who were thrown out of schools, uh, who were uh, uh, denied their rights, have sued universities, and almost invariably the university or college has lost the suit. But that's irrelevant to the left. What do they care? They lose a few suits. Most most people don't sue, and this way they can uh, destroy... uh, morale, which is one of the things they want to do, particularly among males, because white males particularly, because after all, they might vote for Republican. Holy cow. What could be worse? Which brings up what's going on in uh, in New York. Uh, and, and in fact, in private schools all over the country, schools that cost forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year uh, to send their, 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 uh, their child to these schools before college. And, of course, there's the famous letter that was reprinted by Barry Weiss, B-A-R-I Weiss. Barry Weiss was the, that had resigned from the New York Times because of the oppressive atmosphere, the cancel culture that the, that the New York Times staff involves in. And uh, she rep- re- re- uh, reprinted the letter by a someone called Gutman, whose daughter... Um, goes to the Briley School, and the Briley School is a girls' school in Manhattan. And the letter start out, and, he, and this uh, father sent this letter to all of the Briley parents, B-R-E-A-R-L-E-Y parents. Many of you, I'm sure, have read that on the Internet. Our family, is a quoting from the letter, I'm not going to read the letter, but I'm just some highlights. But the first sentence, our family recently made the decision not to re-enroll our daughter at Briley for the 2021-22 school year. And, of course, she's been there for the first seven, seven years. And later on, I said, it, quote, it cannot be stated strongly enough that Briley's obsession with race must stop. And, and what is Briley teaching? What's Briley and the other schools and I'm talking about Episcopal School in Manhattan. I'm talking about Dalton School, which is a famous school. Uh, in fact, the Dalton School was uh, uh, was a school I had considered teaching at uh, while I was in uh, a, a graduate school because I needed a job. And I'm certainly glad I didn't. Well, of course, it wasn't, wasn't bad in those days. And it, uh, he goes on to say, I object to Briarly's vac- vacuous 
inappropriate and fanatical use of words such as equity, diversity, and inclusiveness. If Briarly's administration was truly concerned about so-called equity, it would be discussing the cessation of admissions preferences for legacies, siblings, and those families with especially deep pockets. My, my, my. What do you know? Uh, So what are they teaching in these schools? Frankly, they're teaching students to be fearful. They're afraid to say what they think because to say what they think, if they disagreed with the current woke idea, the current critical race theory nonsense, the the, the intention theory that that color means everything, skin color determines privilege, skin color determines uh, advance, which is, you have to be blind. You have to purposely say it. You're going to believe this nonsense, or you're going to believe your eyes. When, when billionaire and multimillionaire uh, African American black, blacks get on TV and complain about how how they've been oppressed, it's really hard to take them seriously. And uh, yeah, there's problems in the black. You know, one of the things I, I let me remind I get off the track a little bit here, but uh, one of the things we say, oh, but look at the average income of whites and blacks. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The average income, uh, the average income of a white family is twenty thousand dollars more per year than than, than uh, a black household. Uh, what's the average age of? Uh, I should I didn't say household, but uh, of a black. What's the average age of African American black Americans? Twenty seven. What's the average age of whites? Fifty eight. Now, if you're twenty seven years old and you're starting on your career, wouldn't you expect to have more money by the time you're fifty eight? Make more money? I think so. So I think those kinds of comparisons are phony unless you say, what's, what, what's behind them? And it is a truism that blacks commit far more crimes than whites. Black males, 6% of the population, you know, commit something like 50% of the homicides. What's going on? Robert, let's, let's take, take a break. A, are you up against a break? We're up against a break. Okay, we'll be right back, and we'll talk about what's behind the, the, the homicide rates. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that hey, helps David, American heroes, soldiers, police, yeah, fire, EMT, and their families okay. recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And I want to remind everybody to uh, go to our website and you can become a patron. And also want to remind everybody that if you go to our website, look, go under programs and look up a veteran story from this past Wednesday. And it was fantastic. A 96-year-old Holocaust survivor. And you better have some tissues handy at uh it's a heart, uh, heart beater, you know. It's, uh, it was a great, great show. Pete Mecca did it. And, uh, he had a guest on 96 years old, but a Holocaust survivor. And, you know, the, it just pointed out how important our history is. And we can't forget it because we're going to be living it shortly. With that being said, let's get back to Professor D'Agostino and Defects Matter. And it's all yours, Robert. Well, so thank you. It's interesting that you would have a show on the Holocaust. Uh, it just so happens that my wife is the chairman of the Holocaust Commission uh, in Georgia. Uh, she was appointed by, uh, I think, uh, Governor Deal, and she's still there uh, uh, as as chair. In fact, the Anne Frank, Anne Frank exhibit is uh, in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and they are doing a fundraiser for... Uh, uh, putting up a, a, a new uh, building uh, which will house the uh, Anne Frank exhibit, Holocaust uh, uh, exhibit. So uh, if you're interested, you can uh, take a look at that Holocaust Commission. Um, anyway, getting back to this, this crime thing. So, yeah, um, if you take a look and you compare oranges with oranges, you find out that violent crime is primarily committed by males who grew up in single-parent homes, whether they're black or they're white. So the 70-plus the percent of all blacks are born out of wedlock. The number for whites now is 30% and rising. So if you just take those who've grown up in, in single-family homes and compare crime rates, they're pretty, they're pretty even. The black crime rate is much higher because so many more are, are uh, raised in single-parent homes. And why so? We can blame that on the Democratic Party. That's why so. And I'll get back to that in a minute, or maybe in a future so. But the, the Democratic Party has nothing but a history of uh, taking advantage of either in, intimidating, repressing, suppressing, or taking advantage of, of, for their own partisan political purposes, the black community. Um, and the last... The next to last disaster was, of course, the war on poverty, and the current disaster, which is going on now, is critical race theory, which is a, a disastrous for the black community uh, and for the country as a whole. But uh, we'll, we'll get we're going to put that in context uh, shortly. Um, the um, we get back to this: what's going on in in in, in schools, including uh, private schools? Well. The, the, the solution, of course, is, is that people have to do with this man has done, government has done, take his child out of those schools, hit them in the pocketbook where it hurts. Uh, look, uh, baseball, I mean, I'm a rabid baseball fan, or have been in the past, ever since I was eight years old, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to listen. I, I've turned off baseball. I've turned it off. I'm not listening to games anymore. And I used to listen to 30, 40, 50 games a year on, on TV. I would go 
to three to five, and sometimes more games in a season, except in last season, a 60-game season. And I'm not going to spend a dime going to a baseball game. I'm not going to spend, I'm not listening to baseball anymore. I, uh, I broke the, my, uh, my uh, promise not to uh, turn on a game because the Braves played the Yankees. Uh, and I watched the second game of the Braves-Yankees just because the Yankees were there, and I'm an old New Yorker. But uh, I'm done. And, uh, and if there's a, a call to boycott doing the All-Star festivities, I'll support it. And in fact, I, I've already talked to people uh, around the country. I, I, five or six of my friends who are baseball fans will not watch the All-Star game and will not go to a baseball game. And thank you, man. I think the only thing that will change my mind about returning to baseball is if they fire the commissioner. But I can't believe the commissioner did what he did, pulling the game out of Atlanta for political partisan reasons and based on a lie uh, without the support of a majority of the owners, which makes it even worse. But anyway, uh, that goes back to my thing is what is actually going on what is going on more craziness Virginia Virginia Board of Education is now proposing to end in high school advanced math courses and the reason there that is because those who don't qualify for those courses will feel bad we don't want them to feel bad. In any way, is a racial disparity uh, in, in advanced math courses, and we just can't have that. So, therefore, we get rid of, you know, didn't they ever hear, hear of uh, Stand By Me? And, and, and if you don't expect people to succeed, they won't succeed. It's real simple. Children respect, respond to people who hold them to high standards. And... One of the things about the public schools is, by and large, they don't hold minority students to high standards. Doesn't mean they're going to be geniuses. No, very few of those. Doesn't mean they're going to be in higher math. No, very few of those. But there's no reason that they won't succeed in all sorts of areas. I mean, uh, whether it's professionals, lawyers, doctors, biology, researchers, a chemistry. Uh, sure, there are very, very few people who can deal in the higher math and very abstract math, but how many of those in the world are there? 50, 60, 70, 100 maybe? I don't know. Not many. I mean, I read some of the stuff that uh, they, you know, kind of uh, popularize. Obviously, I don't understand the, the higher math that they uh, engage in, and some, some of their theories are... Uh, way out there and, and they test them and I, I, I just learned <coughs> recently that not all, that because uh, I had known for a while I'd read plenty of stuff about protons and neutrons being made up of quarks and, and muons now they're talking about a nucleus not only has quarks up, up quarks down quarks and muons and, and gluons excuse me they have other stuff in there including maybe anti-quarks well it, this you know the one of the things I've learned about physics, particularly when I read this stuff, is that the more they learn, the less they know. 
it, what a strange universe we have. Well, there's, there's only very few people who can really comprehend this, even basically comprehend what's going on and, and, and theorize about it. But So I'm not talking about that. But there's no reason to believe that uh, we that universe that the Virginia Pond Visitation needs to drop advanced math courses because uh, it makes those who can't qualify feel bad. That's ridiculous. It's a, it's a horrible thing to think that that's where this country's going. But then again, one thing we can do all of history, particularly the Democratic Party, any time and and liberals, of course, have taken over. Any solution uh, proposed by the Democratic Party, especially the liberal wing, will definitely make matters worse. And I look at the war in poverty. What could be a greater disaster for the minority community than the war in poverty? Tell people, say, oh, you wanted people to starve. No, no one was starving. But the war on poverty, one of the things it did was relieve men of responsibility for their own children. Daniel Patrick Moynihan wrote about this in the public interest. I've mentioned that in my show before. Look it up. Daniel Patrick Moynihan article in the public interest about how the war in poverty destroyed the black family, the inner city black family. And Daniel Patrick Moynihan was hmm, a Harvard sociologist he was advisor to Kennedy, advisor to Johnson, advisor to Nixon, Democratic U.S. Senator from New York. So that's the person who wrote this article. He was there at the creation, and he was there to see what the creation resulted in. And, and how about the education, college? College for everybody. Alice Riblin in the Johnson administration. We're going to create this whole program of federal aid to, to, to education so that everyone can go to college. We, we're going to, we got loans and grants and oh boy, oh boy, what? And, and uh, later in life when she was retired and uh, close to passing, she was asked about what she thought about her creation. Is Alice Rivlin. She said, and now talk about the, the, the uh, program to, quote, let people go to college. She said, it, we created a monster. And that's tr- true. I've said this before and say it again. Liberals always make matters worse. And the cost of tuition, the cost of an education, since the federal government decided to, quote, help, unquote, has risen four times the rate of inflation. There's a lot of money going to a lot of colleges and universities who are going to anything but education of the students. More administrators? Sure. The associate dean for diversity out in one of the California public schools makes $400,000 a year, more than the engineering professors, more than the biology professors who are actually teaching something. The diversity dean. Associate Dean for Diversity, 400 grand a year. Holy cow. Um, anyway, this is all craziness. And you say, well, what? People have to know it's craziness. What is going on? And I think you need to go back to, um, of course, you got to go back 
the French Revolution. You know, one person once said, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> whether uh, about the uh, Stalin was reported to have said he may not have, have really meant this is uh, is uh, whether or not the, the the French Revolution prevailed or not. And he says, you know, too soon to tell. There's a lot of modern problems, modern uh, totalitarian regimes really arise from the French Revolution. And so we're kind of, in a way, still fighting it. And the, the Jacobins, the, the radical wing of the, the French Revolution, who you know killed the Girondists, the Jacobins are uh, certainly uh, winning today. Uh, and, and they are, have no problem with uh, violence. Well, look, 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 we have Black Lives Matter, which could... That institution of Black Lives Matter, the the seems to have no concern with ordinary blacks who who are suffering tremendous increase in crime as they yell for defending the def, defunding the police and moving moving people out of those uh, uh, and, and protection of, of the police forces. Uh, the, the Brady Pack, which is for gun control, and I get a lot of requests for money from the Brady Pack. And, and they make some interesting points, and I and I read them, and I don't necessarily disagree with some of the points they make. And I'm kind of considering those red flag laws. I don't know that uh, I'm in favor of some of the some of the proposals, but there's there's some rationale. And, and don't give me Parkland because if we had enforced the current rule laws, there wouldn't been no Parkland. That was complete dereliction of duty by the the, the people in, in Parkland. Uh, the people who should have known better, the people who were in charge, and part of it is because the the killer had a Hispanic name, and they didn't want to be accused of uh, you know being anti-minority. But this was a dangerous uh, student. Uh, the FBI reported uh, that uh, he was talking about uh, mass murder, and nothing was done about it. So, uh, just enforcing what's on the books would go a long way to, to dealing with some of these mass shootings. Most shootings are not part of the mass shootings. Most shootings are happen by criminals, handguns, and their homicides. So I wrote back to the Brady Pack. I said, "Well, you know, all well and good on uh, uh, attempting to protect uh, people on these mass shootings, and and by making it, you know, frankly, more difficult for law-abiding citizens to have guns or even to defend themselves." But I have a question. What are your proposals to relieve, remove guns from criminals? And they have no proposals for that. They have no proposals. And they did not respond to my letter. I went, what do you want to do? And in fact, they have opposed, the left has opposed uh, removing guns from criminals. Stop and frisk in New York. Now, maybe Bloomberg went a little further than Giuliani in that, but Stop and Frisk in New York lowered the homicide rate by a couple, I think a couple thousand, a couple of thousand lives a year were saved because of Stop and Frisk and the left to make an ideological point. The ACLU and the other left-wing groups were willing to see how many people die. How many people are you willing to, to see die because you want to make an ideological point? If you take guns away from pimps, <clears throat> and street criminals that can't kill anybody. Sure, they can still mug somebody, but they can't kill them. They can still trade drugs, but they can't have a drug war on the streets where innocent children get killed, for example. What was this, in 2019 or 2020, it was, I forgot the number, but there was 50-some-odd children that were killed 
so what is your plan to take guns away from criminals? That's why I always ask these gun control people, what is your plan to take guns away from criminals? And they never have an answer. And that includes some of my colleagues. That includes some of my students. They don't have an answer. So let me get to what is going on, since this is craziness. The, the country is falling apart, and while the country falls apart, the popularity of uh, President Biden seems to be you know, going up, seems to be soaring. And so one can conclude that the American people are in favor of open borders. They're in favor of the country being flooded with drugs. They're in fa- favor of uh, boys making believe they're girls. Uh, they're in favor of uh, boondoggles. They're in favor of bribery being paid to voters, various voting groups. So... Oh, they can't be in favor of that. Never mind. They're supporting politicians who are in favor of all that. So who cares what they think they're supporting? That's what they are supporting. And so let me get get into this. There was a group of... uh, uh, There was uh, two professors at Columbia. And it was... uh, And they were Cloward... They were a married couple. Cloward, C-L-O... W-A-R-D, Piven, P-I-V-E-N. And they, um, the Cloward-Piven strategy, it was an eight-step plan and designed in 1966. And uh, Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven uh, called for how to collapse. The idea was how do you collapse the system? How do you collapse America? Actually, how to collapse America? Because uh, then they then re, reconstituted along utopian lines, obviously. And uh, they had an eight stop eight stop uh, plan, and it was very well thought out and uh, and uh, quite uh, quite detailed. And I'll, I'm going to summarize, and we'll see where we are. The first thing they said is you've got to take control health care. And their position was control health care and you control the people. And, of course, this is happening now. Uh, even though we haven't yet got uh, nationalized uh, medicine, but we're pretty, uh, we have an awful lot of government control. We have Medicare, Medicare, and then we have the second Bush put in this uh, prescription dr- drug a drug. Uh, uh, benefit. And so uh, we have the takeover of healthcare slowly but surely. And certainly if the Biden administration has its way, it, it will nationalize healthcare completely. And, and what's the, what happens when you nationalize healthcare? Yes, healthcare becomes more, and, and more open to more people for m- more and more minor uh, illnesses. And therefore, the quality and quantity increases, but the quality decreases. And I don't take my word for it. There's a study done by the UN about MRIs and about how much time it, uh, between getting uh, uh, seeing a doctor and, and getting uh, referred to a, to a specialist. And the U.S. was near the top of everything. In fact, it was in the top of everything, with uh, one exception. Uh, one of the one exception it was. Uh, 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 infant deaths. The U.S. didn't look good there. However, 
when you dug deeper, you found out that different countries had different uh, definitions of infant deaths, birth deaths. Some companies, some countries didn't count any premature deaths as part of the, the, the uh, mortality rates. Some, didn't, some countries didn't count uh, infants who died within a few months of uh, birth as part of their infant mortality rates. So when you, when you compared oranges to oranges and apples to apples, the U.S. did not seem as, it wasn't first, it wasn't best, but it was way higher, to, much higher to the top than it had been. Anyway, there's a study, you can look it up, about uh, various criteria, including uh, access to doctors and access to specialists. I mean, there's a reason why so many doctors are along the Canadian border, because Canadians who can't get their health care in Canada when they're desperately ill cross the border and pay for it in cash uh, to American doctors. Health care. So control health care. It was Cloward and Cloward and Piven said, control health care, you control the country. Then poverty is extremely important to increase the poverty level as high as possible. And their position was poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them to live. Another increased dependency. And virtually all of the Democratic plans have been to increase dependency, particularly in the minority communities. Now, there's been resistance in the Hispanic community to that, and there's been an, an, a new resistance in part of the black community, which is why the Democrats are stirring up racial hatreds, because they've got to keep uh, uh, American blacks thinking they have to have the Democrats to protect and support them. Um, so poverty, increase the poverty level. And by the way, this pandemic was a good was handy for that purpose. Overhype it, over, over panic the people, close down the business. Look at the states that have been the most draconian in closing small businesses, which, by the way, fits into a Marxist theory. But look at look at the states that you know, stay in place, shelter in place. Nothing could be worse advice than to shelter in place. Being outdoors in the fresh air is the best thing you can be. Blows the virus away. Not advocating social distancing, good idea, because the, 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 the crucial issues are to catch the virus is dose and duration. you got to get a significant dose to get the virus, and it's got to be some duration. Dose and duration. If you stay away from crowds, you won't get duration, and you probably won't get dose. If you stay indoors, you're much more likely to get both dose and, and duration. So this idea of shelter in place, it was a disaster, disastrous advice. And and I see people outside wearing their masks. Look, why are you wearing your mask when you're riding a bicycle? Why are you wearing your, your mask? First of all, the virus, if it's warm weather, the, the sun kills the virus. But why are you wearing a mask outside? There are a, a lot of indications and studies that now show that wearing a mask is dangerous to your health. I'm not saying it can't be worn short-term, and maybe it works short-term. Maybe you should wear it when you're in a, a crowded area, uh, to, at least to prevent uh, some droplets from, from, from hitting you. We, Although, of course, the virus, you know, 
Break. Six feet. What does that mean? That's the droplets. Virus, once the droplets, once the water evaporates from the droplets, the virus is still there, and the virus can travel, you know, an average of 27 feet. But uh, well, facts, facts don't matter, so yeah, what the heck. Oh, and the Stanford study, oh, no, about ma- the danger of masks. Let's and the take confirmation a study that just came out of the Stanford study. Oh, we we got to censor that. Robert, let's but, take a break. I will be right back after we uh, talking about the rest of the cloud piven plan. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, then the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised to right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. It's Professor Robert D'Agostino back with a summary of the Cloward Piven plan to collapse America. I've talked about health care control, increased poverty. This is purposeful. Then the debt, number three, Summary of, of their position on debt, increase the debt to an unsustainable level. My, my, sounds familiar. That way you are able to increase taxes, and this will produce more poverty. Yes. And you say, well, they're not going to increase taxes on the poor. Well, of course they are. What do you think? When you increase the corporate tax, who's paying it? Customers. It's, an, it's a way to tax the, the lower-income people who are not paying high-income uh, taxes, so, so you 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 hit the corporations, the producers of things, with higher taxes, and they got to pass that on to who? To the customers, and their customers, of course, ordinary folks, mostly poor folks, to a large extent, low income people. So, the, the increasing the corporate tax is an indirect way of increasing taxes on everybody, and not to mention lotteries. Lotteries are the voluntary tax of the lower income people. That's what a lottery is. It's a voluntary tax. And, and it's uh, <laughs> and it's mostly on lower income folks. How many high income folks really play the lottery? Not many. So we have health care, poverty, debt, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way, you are able to create a police state. And what's happening? I mean, the Obama administration toyed with the idea of a federal police force. And the FBI is not a federal police force but they wanted to turn it into a federal police force. 
doesn't have arrest authority except for a limited arrest authority. So you have a federal police force that then all all police power is centered in the government and they'll they'll prosecute what they want to prosecute. Remember what Beria said. That's uh, Stalin's head of the secret police, NKVD. It wasn't the KGB yet. But Beria uh, worked for Stalin. And Beria's position was very simple. Show me the man, I'll find you the crime. And that's exactly what the government does. In fact, the Supreme Court has slapped down the Justice Department twice on some of their prosecutions uh, uh, because they, they, they extended the interpretation of, of legislation beyond reason. Uh, they reversed the conviction of the former governor of Virginia and his wife, uh, unanimously, I believe. And Menendez, senator from New Jersey, the former governor's Republican, Menendez, a Democrat, they had a hung jury and they did not retry him after the Supreme Court opinion vacating the, the uh, conviction against the uh, uh, the governor's the former governor of Virginia, uh, saying essentially it's okay to have wealthy friends who take you on plane rides. Doesn't mean that you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, quid pro quo on that. Welfare, take control of every aspect of their lives. Food, housing, and income. Home. My goodness, that sounds And that goes right in with poverty. Make them dependent on the government for everything. So take over their welfare. Give them food subsidies. Give people housing subsidies. Make them dependent on the government. Education. Control Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control of what children learn in school. That's that's done. I mean, look what's going on. Even private schools, expensive private schools. It's done. It's done. Public schools. The children are being taught to hate each other based on the color of one's skin. This idea of e pluribus unum is gone. We're not one. We're either black or we're white, or we're brown, or, 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 or we have yellow tinge. We are, and, and it's the color that determines everything, our privileges, our success. It's nuts. So teaching that stuff is nuts. It has nothing to do with reality, but it's being taught anyway. And students are coming home. Just read the letter from Mr. Gutman and read some other stuff that's on the Internet. People are coming home, high schoolers, grade schoolers, saying that they are racist because they're white. Or they are oppressed because they're black, let alone their parents who make a million and a half dollars a year in Wall Street. Uh, but they're oppressed because they're black. Religion, remove the belief in God from the government and school. That's gone. The, the government is anti-Christian in every single way. I mean, after all, the whole idea of the equality of people came from Christianity explicitly. And, and the seeds were in, in Judaism, of course. But the explicitly Paul's letter to Galatians in Christ there is no east or west, no ma- no master and slave. I mean, what could be a greater no man no woman in greater uh, statement of equality than that? Well, the, so but they don't believe in equality, of course not. And uh, I should do a show later on on uh, Rousseau and Kojev and uh, how they view uh, humans and, and humans. Uh, desire for dominance and status. But anyway, you move religion, especially Christianity, has to go. Class warfare. Divide people into the wealthy and poor. Well, actually, they've done one up. They have identity politics. So instead of class warfare, they've done ethnic and religious and racial warfare. 
identity politics. What could be more divisive than identity politics? And that, of course, explains, if you look at these things, Cloward and Piven, research them. C-L-O-W-A-R-D dash Piven, P-I-V-E-N. Research their, uh, their, their, and of course you, that's the good, that's what you have to do. How you do it, of course, is Saul Alinsky has told us how we do all this stuff. And, and both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton were followers of Saul Alinsky. And Biden, of course, is a follower of nobody. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a puppet. What could be a better puppet than, than Biden? Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's pretty obvious. Although the media is covering that up. I was really, a, what I consider the shocking poll is a special election in Texas. There's a Republican held district, which might be competitive. And there's a poll there, and the pollsters were shocked that almost 40% of the people thought Biden was cognitively impaired. That's all? When you watch him, only 40% of the people can figure that out? Now, you've got to know that the uh, uh, media is covering things up big time. And if everything is about race, if everything is about identity based on color, we're in really big trouble. Used to be people identified as Americans or identified as Christians and or identified uh, as primarily Jews or Muslims. Now they identify primarily by race and class. And if they identify by religion, then the government is busy stirring up hostility among the religious groups. And the religious group now with the least right seem to be Christians. And uh, I guess you have to destroy Christianity in favor of the new progressive religion. And that way you control the country. Uh, I think we're in uh, terrible shape. I know that uh, my son had talked about this, about the what he considers a possible future. Uh, I think he's too optimistic, <laughs> really. Uh, I, I, I really uh, I really have hard to, very hard to believe the country will stay together. And of course, if the Democrats get H.R. 1 passed, even uh, even if the Republicans put get their act together, highly unlikely, uh, the country is probably irrevocably split. I don't see the global elites on the coasts consider themselves citizens of the world, not citizens of the United States, who are nothing but contempt for Christianity and for people with religious views like religious Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews, and and, uh, and some other Jewish groups. Obviously, the, the secular uh, uh, secular Jews are probably the majority, but, but now it seems, if you take a look at some of the polling, that people who were formerly Christians are now Turks. And maybe the majority of Americans are now secular and have rejected religion in any real sense. Uh, maybe. Uh, it's hard to say. Because the majority will still say they believe in God, but what, 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 what consequences does it have on their lives? Not much. Well, uh, it's uh, not, uh, not a happy time. Uh, we see the use of this a recent trial in Minneapolis as a victory for social justice, whatever that means. Uh, 
And that's another thing. If someone tells me, student, that we're collecting money for social, to promote social justice, we believe in social justice, I always ask them, define it. I don't argue with them. I say, I want you to define social justice. And then after they define it, in terms of equality, nowadays it's now change the word equality to equity. Equity means something very different than equality. Equality implies that people merit their position, they have equal opportunity, and that's not what it is today. Today, equality means equity, equality of result. And, you know, there are too many mathematicians who are white. We have to add a few uh, white males. We have to add a few females and a few blacks and a few Hispanics. But there are too many uh, surgeons, uh, brain surgeons, who are white. we got to do uh, something about that, too. Well, how about too many lawyers? Maybe we have too many women lawyers, so we need to decrease the women lawyers? Oh, that occurs before women are oppressed. They're an oppressed group, so, so we, we can't touch that, right? Well, how about uh, football players? Why don't we uh, increase the number of Hispanics and, and whites in football? especially on the line, well, no, we, we can't do that. I mean, football is about merit. Well, shouldn't everything be about merit? No, 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 no. Okay, that's, Robert, that's, we got to wrap it. White. Okay, well, that's that's it for the show. I hope that uh, my listeners will take a look at the Cloward Piven uh, strategy and, and fit it into what's going on today. Thank you for listening. Next week, we have a show on UFOs. Uh by a person with an interesting view of what UFOs are all about. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.